0: boom there it is ladies and gents it is monday we're back after a two week vacation and we're going to be talking about building some influence so if you've been trying to build something get your name out get your message out this episode's for you here we go let's get this one rolling shut up and sit down look a business can give you everything you want in life prestige wealth freedom All right, ladies and gents. Look, ask any successful person, and they're going to tell you about the power of their relationships. Too many new entrepreneurs are so focused on lead generation that they fail to nurture the relationships that they do make. But how do you do it? How do you develop relationships that, uh, where it just doesn't feel forced? Today's guest has an answer to that question, he has a framework to build a network of trusted influencers and make you an influencer yourself so let's get this one started let's talk building influence and let's welcome to the show author of find your six speaker and business owner mr patrick kilner all right patrick welcome to the program man
1: Dude, that is the greatest intro <laughs> I've had <laughs> on any and on any podcast. It's such a blast! Good to be here.
0: That's what I'm talking about, dude. I got a smile on her face, and we're going to talk about how how do we build influence, man. First of all, tell me about your book, Find Your Six. What's that about?
1: So, Find Your Six is really it's my personal discovery about how to become bulletproof when adversity hits, and it led me to a realization that we really think about influence, kind of backwards. Uh and and that's and so I went on a personal discovery to understand why that is. How is it that we have missed the mark on what it takes to bulletproof our businesses through the right relationships. And so that's that's really the the essence of the book. The six are the the six people that you need to surround yourself with. The people that you need to to find in your business and I'm sure, you know, in in the businesses that you run, you are you know that the the only thing that can't be commoditized, that cannot, that can't be done by somebody else cheaper, um, that can't be faked, are your relationships, are, are the people either internal to your business or the your your fans who make make sure that business is coming in the door for you, that the right connections are happening for you. Those are the those are the non tangibles, the intangibles that get us through difficulties in the marketplace like we're going into right now in a, in a lot of marketplaces. A lot of business owners are going, I'm not sure what this looks like in six months. And so you need to bulletproof your business. It's really about the right the right people. And to my surprise, what I found is it's not about finding a hundred people, a thousand people, a million people, which I think we oftentimes get into this, this mindset of volume when we're trying to get likes and downloads and all of that. And instead, what I found is the people that I interviewed for this book who had had amazing careers only had a handful of really impactful relationships that made the total difference in their careers and their businesses. And so that's where that's the essence of the book and find your sex.
0: I love that. I love that. I, I, um, <clears throat> I've i already heard a number of different sayings related to that, right? A rising tide raises all ships, right? That's kind of the same type of thing. Nurturing those same relationships that are working with you, it, you tend to elevate each other if you have that core group of people that are there focused on trying to become better individuals or focused on trying to grow their businesses together. I remember being in uh, real estate coaching and a lot of it had to do with Agents came into the business and they're like, how do I automate my business? How do I stop talking to customers? And as a real estate coach, it's one of those things where like, you can automate everything else in your business. But that interaction that you have with the client, oftentimes has to be done by you in a lot of these service-based industries, right? I mean, yes, I'm a marketer. I understand selling products. We can go, you know, Mm one-to-many. But it's still you building that relationship, whether it's one-to-many or one-to-one, that relationship still has to get built. But I know me personally, like there are certain things that I focus in my own life. I work out a lot, right? I drink a lot of water. Um, I'm I'm a teacher. I'm an educator. I love to do podcasting. Do I have to surround myself with people who have exactly the same similar lines of, of points of view or like, how do you pick your good core
1: six people? How do you find your six? Yeah. And this is, this is where it gets super interesting. And you can take this in a couple of different ways. It really depends on who you're looking for or what you're looking to achieve. Basically, where do I want to go? Okay. I want to, I want to, I want to work out. I want to get in shape, right? It's one of your passions. Okay. Who are the six people in your life? who are going to be pivotal in your not only getting in shape in the short term but also sustaining that over the long term actually mm-hmm. building habits who are the six people that you need to go find who are actually going to make you that same type of influence for other people down the road because that's how we how we really grow in our in our deep fulfillment of what we do long term is to actually influence other people like you are doing in coaching and getting like you're you're in the what I call in the book, the wisdom distribution business. That's what you do. You're a coach, you're a podcaster. You're taking what you have brought to the market for so many years and trading it with a lot of minds now. And that's mm-hmm. what real influence can become. But you have to find those early people. I, I My guess is that in your business, take your real estate business early on, there were some pivotal players who allowed you to accelerate In your business in ways that other people in your office simply didn't, Mm. right? Because you, you sort of intuitively knew how to go find those people. Right? If I asked you, you're like, okay, early on in your, in your career, who's the first most pivotal person for you in your career?
0: You know, and it's funny because as as you're saying that, I'm thinking about the podcast itself, right? And like very early on, I started to reach out to some people um, and it was in the real estate space and a lot of them were just getting started. But when I look at them today, some of these people that were on the show very early on are just kicking some butt. I mean, they're some of the biggest names in the industry going from city to city, from stage to stage, doing some amazing things. Uh, And it's like... The relationship started with a quick little interview, Mm -hmm. and it kind of continued through social media, through kind of boosting each other up, through pushing each other through the tough times, to now where they have these tremendous platforms. I can literally walk up, send a text message, shake hands, make quick referrals to these types of people that you're talking Mm -hmm. about.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's really interesting. So let me ask you this. You've you've done some of those podcasts. How many podcasts do you have total?
0: Oh my gosh. Point. Uh I think you're episode a thousand thirty-five.
1: Okay, thousand thirty-five. And of those thousand thirty-five, how many people would you say are massively influential for your for your podcast?
0: Oh, I would to say to the degree
1: like, of that, that you were thinking of and those yeah, early
0: probably like ten of them.
1: Right. Like, to be honest. And what I found is that what we're looking for is basically at, at the very least a one in twenty talent. Hmm. We're not looking just for anybody. We're looking for really really influential people. And part of the art of finding those six people, those 10 people in your case is, is you have to be in conversation regularly. I was looking at your lineup just for this week. Now you're coming off a two weeks vacation, You're, but you've got two awesome people tomorrow. You're, you're, you're kicking off with me today. You, you are stacking up conversations habitually one of the things I found about people who built real influence is they habitually had really important conversations on a daily basis. Yeah. And it wasn't a lead gen conversation. You are not, you and I, you're not, we're not sitting here trying to sell each other anything. We're having an authentic conversation about really important stuff. And so what I found is when you habitually have really deep and authentic conversations with people who could be candidates to have real influence in your life, right? So I could be a candidate. We don't know because we have to have a conversation here. But after the, after the show, we're going we're gonna to probably talk more and go, hey, talk to me about this thing that you said. Hey, I'm going to come up with somebody almost guaranteed who I think you should talk to because of the way you ask questions, because of the way you invested into me. And so the art of that meeting and of that personal invest, investment into people is what I discovered in, in the six people who, um, who I found in my own life, but also who who I recommend people look for. There's a couple of big important traits that I think are worth mentioning here. Because my guess is those those ten people that come to mind for you, they are have an ownership mindset. It's one of mm-hmm. the first things is they have an ownership mindset. The buck stops with them. It's sort of burn the ships mind, m- mindset towards their business. Right? They don't get out of the ship. you know, of, of the battle. They stay in it, they stick with it. And and so that's the first thing is people who have ownership mindsets. I have found as I built my network in the businesses that I've built have been the most essential. So and and frankly, even internally, I've got people who I've hired who own their role so incredibly well that they actually push me out. Of, of other roles that I thought I had, they take my job over and for, and they actually fire me from my role and force me to lead in a different way. And the same thing happens externally. People who take you out of your comfort zone, who will challenge you, are the type of people that will actually bulletproof your, your business when hard times come, when adversity comes, and what when really what we like to talk about in, in, in economic terms, when disruption comes, and we're all going to face it.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about that kind of disruption, right? So you're talking about getting your core six people. We're talking about building influence and and then we're we're basically saying, well, you need six core people. And when people think about building influence, they don't think six. They maybe think 6,000, right? right? But they don't think six. Um, And then the other side of that is, you know, naturally everybody talks about how they want to be in certain circles. But what about the flip side of that? How, I mean, do I have to get rid of some people in my life? And by what means do you, like, like to get rid of somebody, that sounds so mean. Like, do I cut them off completely? Or, like, do I just not call them anymore? Like, how do I make sure that I keep that balance of being a human being and mm-hmm. talking to, you know, some of the people that I normally talk to, but not spending all my time with the people who are not going to help elevate me and I'm not going to be able to elevate them?
1: Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> one of, one of the hardest things for me, Early on in my career, I, I started in real estate as well. And early on in my career was realizing that the great majority of people who I love, many of whom who have my same last name, are not gonna be that massively influential for my business. Mm-hmm. I love them. Like I these are people who have made me who I am today, but they're actually not gonna move the needle for my business monetarily. Yes. And that's fine. That's perfect. In fact, that's a beautiful thing. That doesn't mean that they're not important. Mm. It does mean, however, that I, when I'm running a business, I'm gonna hyper focus my time on people that can be influential. Mm. You know, in 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 my team on the real estate side, actually, we have a saying that is: spend your professional time, effort, and money with the most influential people you can find on a daily basis, so that you can spend your personal time, effort, and money with the people who, in my case, have my. You know, my kids, my wife, my 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 dear friends, who may need me, in fact, definitely do, and who I have an obligation to, but aren't going to really move the needle for me as much, right? I'm, I'm super motivated as a result of my kids. I want to give a good example. But when it comes to influence, when it comes to pivotal, game-changing introductions within the business world, when it comes to major accounts, when it comes to... Sitting on my personal board of advisors for my company, whether figuratively or actually, and, and giving wise counsel when stuff is hitting the fan and everybody else is getting out of the business. When it comes to that, I need a different set of talent. And so I'm mm-hmm. in a talent search every single day. And I, what I propose to anybody across any industry is that if you don't realize you're in the talent business and your competitors really do understand that that's the case, Right? It doesn't matter really what business you're in. Elon Musk is in the talent business.
0: Right? Higher for profit. Th- yeah, absolutely. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, like, like the scary thing when you bring people on is you don't know their talent level. Right? It's the mm-hmm. it's the audition, it's the beautiful dress syndrome. You walk in, they look amazing, they're styling, they say all the right words when it's time to interview, and then it mm-hmm. comes down to to actually, you know, where the rubber meets the road. Are you going to be productive or not? Uh, and that is one of those things where, oh, I started a relationship. We hit it off. We're great. We're, we're awesome. They, they motivate me to keep going, but they're not meeting their criteria or they're not meeting their job. You know, how are you kind of evaluating some of these people? How, how quickly do you bring them in? How quickly do you get them out?
1: Look, I think you got to make some bad hires (laughs) to to know, like, you (laughs) know, I I, I don't, I I learned by falling on my face pretty damn well. Um, But I think eventually, look, I I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I imagine there's some people listening to this who have hired out of pain before. Mm. You hire because you're like, okay, that person just left. I didn't see that coming. I didn't have a bench of talent and I, and I went out and found my friend from college, who I trust implicitly, who's great. Oh, just like just and and gosh, he needs a job, so I'm going to hire him. So you hire out of pain, not because he's actually necessarily the best person, but you justify it in your, into yourself that this is the best person, and you sink all your eggs into that basket. Versus, you know what? I'm looking for a one in twenty talent. I'm going to take a step back, take a month, and I'm going to have twenty conversations to see what the marketplace of talent looks like. Before I decide that this person is the right person. Mm. Their landscape changes entirely. If you're in the habit of looking for talent, if you're not, you don't know what the landscape looks like. And so you're going to be a bad recruiter of talent.
0: So I,
1: I don't think we have to kick out a whole lot of people. I think we just need to constantly level up the people we're hanging out with. And so in the book, I talk about influencer candidates because everybody's a candidate Until they prove themselves to be a real influencer for you. And so you're just, you're looking for candidates and then out of them, one in 20, one in a hundred talents is, is what you're, what you're trying to go for. The better you get at the talent game, the more influential the people around you, the more influence you're going to build as well, because we become who we hang out with.
0: The people who are uh, who are listening to this show are mainly at the beginning right they're just getting started maybe they had this idea and they're thinking i'm gonna give it a shot i'm gonna get this thing going let's start building this business um mm-hmm. and some of the shortcuts that i've always i've always loved is when you know zero people of influence when you don't know anybody that has been in this business at all there's always people that are out there that have been in your business that you don't know personally but you can read their books you can listen to their podcasts. You can do. You can watch their YouTube channels. All kinds of great stuff like that. Uh, and then there's other aspects that you can do: joining mastermind groups of mm-hmm. people who are already in that industry. How much of that go? How much of that do you talk about in your book? And how relevant is it for creating that network of people that you want to get into?
1: Look, I I'm a voracious reader. I listen constantly. I mean, I my wife gives me a hard time. She's like. You're listening to three books at the same time. Um, can you just slow down for a second? Because I'm on the I'm on the bike, or I'm on the rower, or I'm taking a shower, and so I'm all about gaining as much really, really like cheap wisdom. <laughs> People are giving it away in books, yeah. and like go get it. It's awesome because that radically enhances your ability to invest into one-on-one relationships. Like if you're not in a learning state regularly, then you're not going to have a whole lot to offer, right? As a business owner, who should you be networking with? It's people with an ownership mindset. Who are those people? It's people who have the same level of skin in the game that you have in your business in theirs. So that might be, if you're a business owner, that's other business owners. Mm. Um, And so, but what do those business owners need? especially as they get hit new levels. The the only thing that business owners really, really need is wisdom. They can get everything else. They don't need knowledge or information. That's basically ubiquitous now online. Punch in a Google search and you can read an article. You can even fake knowledge pretty well. There's a lot of people who do that really well. Now, but what they do need is wisdom. Your job is to be, as I was saying before, a wisdom distributor. How do you do that when you're brand new to an industry? Yes, read a lot. There's all these shortcuts to it. But if you're having a conversation like the ones that I'm talking about in my book with influencer candidates regularly, the amount of great nuggets you're going to pick up from really wise people is going to be pretty high. What is the greatest distribution method of wisdom that I know of, and I think, and and this this gets down to sort of definition of wisdom. The greatest distribution method is not, doesn't necessarily have to be you. You don't have to have all the right answers, but you do have to have the right connections. So yeah. imagine what this would look like if you're getting into a business in your in whatever industry it is. Let's say I'm in tech sales, and you're having an influencer candidate meeting every single day, and you make it your objective to set a meeting a day. To have one of those meetings every single day, and then to connect two great people in your network. Why? Because one person has wisdom that another person may need. Guess who the first person they talk about is when they meet? It's you. Mm -hmm. So it's free marketing. It's free promotion for you and who you are. Now, let's say one of those people knew you before you got in the business. They had you sort of pigeonholed in a box. All of a sudden, you connect them to somebody of real influence. Now you've reframed who you are to them as a professional.
0: Yes. And it's, it's a really ritual.
1: powerful thing. So that's that's some of the advice I would give is you just got to be in the talent business, which means you're having these conversations. Now put those conversations to work for you.
0: Well, let's talk about setting those conversations because part of the, you know, when you talk about setting your appointment every day, your objective, I mean, you sound like a realtor by the way, right? You got to set an appointment every day, go on a listing appointment every single day. How many people did you talk to, right? All that comes down to nurturing campaigns, whether it's email, whether it's text messages, whether you're picking up the phone Mm -hmm. um, and that's part of that lead gen stuff, right? So how does it become some of that core person do i just drop that stuff or is there an approach you're taking to setting the appointments to Mm -hmm. getting those initial conversations going
1: yeah one of the things that i found in as i as i began having these conversations early in my career um because i I did all sort of the classic lead gen like knocking doors and um and and pounding the phones scripts dialogues all that stuff right and by the way there's nothing wrong with um understanding the art of of lead generation in particular when it comes to marketing but what i'm talking about is business development business development like really really big sales happen really 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 impactful things for businesses happen on a on a person to person basis so what i what i attack in the book is sort of this hey don't get don't get so into this lead gen mindset that you forget the the incredible power of a few really important relationships. So what we do is we churn past relationships, thinking it's just a numbers game. One of the things that I found is when you're able to have artfully superb conversations with influential people, they turn around and they introduce you to the rest of their network. Huh. So you now get to you get to get out of the lead gen business, and you get to you get to because you're a connector what you're doing to people doing for people is by you connecting them you actually demonstrate to them the type of business development you would like for them to help you with as well so i you you can walk into a city where you know nobody find and i, I this is what i train people on find a handful of influential people who will have a conversation with you again these are candidates you don't know if they're going to be impactful for your business but if you have that meeting well then you really invest into the relationship you're not just showing up and pitching right people see right through that but they see authenticity there what will happen and if you prompt it correctly and i give some tips for this in in the book they will turn around and introduce you to their network and so from one conversation you can have two you can have four it, it, it just sort of spirals Um, and that's really the power of, of these types of conversations is it, you never have to feel like you're chasing just numbers.
0: I feel like we're dating, right? When you're, when you're having these conversations, it's like, it's like dating essentially, right? Mm -hmm. Think about the beginning of our show. It literally starts off with the fire in show and I'm praising all the accomplishments that you've done, right? Things that you've, that you've accomplished in your career, uh, the book that you've written what your main focus is and I feel like when when you're first beginning the nurturing part of these relationships it's a lot like that it's like yeah. dude you're an amazing individual you have this massive skill um, I, I found this article and I think it'd be perfect for you mm-hmm. right and I think a lot of that is that part at the very beginning that dating like how can I get you to want to talk to me again here's something else cool here's a flower here's you know chocolates yeah. here's you know maybe not let doing me show it that you right care right Right. but let me show you that i care and then some of those relationships you're going to see that they develop all of a sudden you're going back and forth and it's not just you know you're hitting them up on a monday like hey you said you were going to do this are you doing it you know hey happy birthday how's your wife and kids but it starts off in that dating mode i think too often we want to build these massive networks of people and we want to skip from you know let me introduce myself and let's go straight to the sack right versus Mm -hmm. Versus doing that actual part, the work of building that relationship. Yeah, there's is a courtship
1: it, for sure.
0: Yeah, so so I guess the question is, how long am I supposed to be dating someone before I ask them to marry me?
1: Yeah, sometimes some sometimes they go really fast, right? Sometimes it's a slow burn. Um, it doesn't again because this is how talent works. I've had conversations with people, and it takes them four years before they come into my organization. Mm. I've also had conversations. We sit down and we have a conversation that person's like, I am ready. I am all in. They came, they came from a really, really great source who knows my business, who knows exactly what I'm looking for. And as a slam dunk the next week, we're in business together. So it can happen really quickly or really slow. The beauty of this is you don't have to, you don't have to push relationships faster than they need to go. You just have to be in the relationship game. But you're you're absolutely right. It is it is. There's a courtship. There's a dating reality to this, and and the the more that people understand that you sh- you are showing up for them, the more authentic you come across, and and that's really hard. I remember getting into getting into business. Heck, any business I've started at the beginning, you feel like you. If I could just flyer a million people and they could <laughs> all just hear my message and and by the way they they paid attention they were undistracted they gave me the time of day they they would they would love whatever it is I'm selling they would love whatever I have for them and the reality is people were way too distracted mm-hmm. so unless you're getting in front of them with things that are unique and valuable to them and that's why I talk about wisdom so much the only thing that's not a non-commodity to people in almost anything is real curated advice and wisdom Mm. if you're in a service industry if you're if you're a business owner networking with other business owners bring bring you know it's it's sort of the, the givers get paradigm now package that up into something that you can a system that you can actually use for business that's what the the book is really all about
0: Pat, before we head out, because we're getting close to time, uh, I want to make sure I give you any final thoughts, man. And also, how can I get a copy of that book if I'm interested in getting it?
1: Well, I'll send you a copy, man. Um, <laughs> uh, but everything you need is on Find Your Six, all spelled out, F-I-N-D-Y-O-U-R-S-I-X.com. Um, download a free copy of, of the first chapter. So kick the tires on it, see if you like it. If you don't, don't buy it. If you do, buy ten. <laughs> give them to your friends. Um, give them to the people that you're networking with. Uh, and and actually, on there recently, I've put a, a challenge. So it's a it's a guided challenge. It's a free download. Folks can can actually begin building their their pipeline of talent to go find their six tomorrow through this download. And I'm really passionate about this, so it's a total giveaway of a lot of the, the tips and, and ideas in my book. So that's the best place. And you can follow me, check check out you know all sorts of stuff about how I'm thinking, other podcasts, and some ideas.
0: Ladies and gents, that's what it comes down to. Find your six. Stop lead generating and start. What do you have on the back of your book?
1: Building influence.
0: Start building influence. And if you want to get a copy, make sure you guys go to the website, scrolling across the bottom. But if you're listening to audio only, it's www.findyoursix, y o u r s i x, findyoursix.com, and start developing those relationships, building that influence, and helping each other take that business to the next level, all of a sudden, you're going to look back. I'm telling you, it starts with your own habits and routines. You surround yourself with people who keep you with meeting those minimum standards on a regular basis. And before you know it, you're in a level you never thought was possible. Man, Patrick, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Uh, Any last thoughts before we head out?
1: No, just keep killing it, man. I love, by the way, love what you're doing here. Thank you for for taking all this wisdom and and putting it out there. I, I really have enjoyed it.
0: Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Ladies and gents, hope you guys like the background. We're switching it up. I'm literally in the classroom, no students today, but we're going to start doing the show um, starting in October, I want to say 11th, full time in the classroom. So all the entrepreneurs who come on the show, not only do they get to talk to our audience, but they're going to have a live studio audience of high school students who are itching to start building their businesses. So you, you can share your wisdom with them as well. So Pat, thank you very much for coming on the show. Ladies and gents, we'll catch you guys again on the next one. Peace.